Hello, this is Lisa Russick with the podcast We're All Psychic. It's just me today and Gandalf. Einstein has, uh, is wherever Einstein goes when you can't find him. You know how cats do that. Sometimes he blends in with the carpet, though, and I step on him by accident, but I usually lift up my foot before any put-down weight. <laughs> so I'm going to ask Gandalf again. Gandalf, do you think we're all psychic? He looked behind him, and he has an ear cocked. He's thinking it over. He has sniffed the table. He's looking out the window. Gand, are we all psychic, Gand? Gand, do you have a calling in life? Do you think if, if you were psychic, it would be a calling? Listeners, that's what I'm going to talk about today. My boyfriend and I were talking about psychic work and energy work and, you know, religious work and spirituality, stuff like that. And we were talking about my kind of work in particular. And he says that he always thought it was kind of a calling for people. And I said, yeah, I guess it kind of is. And, you know, we've talked about that a lot on this podcast. Is this a calling? So people, most people who do it say, I feel so pulled to do that. I must do this. I've, I've been drafted, one person says. Um, I been I was told, I was told in this closet that I have to change my entire life. Stuff like this. Um, and... So many of the people I've interviewed and that I know who work in this field or do any kind of healing work, even if it's not paid work, and they just do it, they they seem to really have it like a purpose. But I've never felt that way personally, like it's a purpose. And so I've been really thinking about it since my boyfriend and I had that conversation about a week or two ago. I'm not sure if it's like a calling, a purpose. It's not the right thing. He said a calling. So... When I think of a calling, I think of like um, my friend in Catholic school, Kevin. When we were in Catholic school, we had a class, usually it was about eight people, and um, every once in a while, someone might come in for nine people. It was a very small class, and Kevin was, well, I guess he was kind of targeted by the priests. They kept telling him he was going to be a priest. <laughs> And he was like, no, I'm not going to be a priest. Don't ever do that. Don't ever say that. That's not true. And he went to college. And I think he studied physical therapy. And then he, he went to seminary school and became a priest. The next time I saw him after he had entered seminary school, and I think he went to Rome to study. I saw him at my friend Joni's house. And she's going to be on the podcast, by the way. And... We were all in middle school together, the three of us. So this is much later. This is when we were about 22. And I asked him, is this a calling? Like, do you, is this like a calling? Did you have one? And he said, yes. I didn't ask what it was like for him. I wanted to, but I felt like it would have to be something really personal. If somebody had something like a calling, you know? And I've never had a calling, like, ever to do anything. I've always kind of felt like, Either things happen to me or I make things happen. And it's a choice. I came back into this work. Well, I guess I'll start with when I started doing this. It was always for fun and, and self-exploration and to learn more about myself and other people and to try to understand the world around me. I used it as a tool to make my life better. I used the psychic skills. And the psychic skills also caused a lot of problems, but I didn't just, just because I didn't know what they were. I didn't know what was going on. It was really just really scary, and I couldn't articulate it because there's no words. I didn't have them yet. I didn't even know a term spirit guide existed until 2002 or something like that. 2001? I don't know. And uh, 
I, I felt it was like really strange and I didn't want to tell anyone because I didn't know how to explain it. And the doctors told me I was mentally ill. Uh, I went to a doctor. I did have depression, anxiety, really bad. But the very first thing that happened when I went to a doctor for gastro gastro problems, I was bleeding. And um, they did all these scans and stuff. I was 21. And he's like, we can't find anything wrong. So it must be psychological. Let's put you on medications for depression. He says, do you have depression? I said, yes. And I'm very anxious. And so he did that. And um, long story short, they diagnosed me as a bipolar person. But the real problem was that I have gastritis. And when I take anti-inflammatories, my intestinal tract bleeds. My whole digestive tract bleeds. So as part of from what I understand, that's possible that it's part of what my overall diagnosis is as of last year of H, hypermobile Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. A little off topic, but is it? So my calling, if anything, has been to improve my life. Is that selfish? I don't know. I want to improve other people's lives. It's That's not a calling. I just want to do that. I want to be happy. I want to enjoy my life. I want to do things that thrive. I want to create. I like being alone and creating. I like to read. I like to just enjoy the things in life that are very simple usually. And to be able to get to enjoy them, I had to go through a lot of self-worth issues and training myself. And I worked with the psychic energy to do that. It's like a skill I use, but is it a calling? I guess the calling would be to do the work for money or for no money or to be doing it for the community. So many people I know who are about my age who have just gotten into the professional field of psychic readings or mediumship, a lot of them come from corporate backgrounds. They had to work kind of like one of our podcasts, A Double Life. I think that was Ronnie who had the double life. <laughs> I think a lot of the podcast uh, guests have had double lives in that we work with our energy in private. And it's not necessarily because society says, yeah, because society is not really saying that that much anymore. Not too many people bothered by this uh, psychic stuff as much. Or if they are, they're interested. Don't hear much. You know, I don't get as many angry faces on my ads on Facebook anymore. Maybe they got one last time. That was it. And so while I've been thinking about this conversation with Chris, my boyfriend, and if this is a calling for me, I'm going through the times in my life I did work and didn't work as a professional psychic reader or in some capacity with money involved or not <laughs> just doing it, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot, all the time for help or for um, training or for just, it is always used. And when I been stable, that's when I do the best readings. And by stable, I mean using the psychic energy the best way to heal myself and then heal other people with it in whatever way. Then why? By healing, I, it's a pretty broad term. And I just mean whatever's bothering them, let's get to the root of it and, and try to find some solutions and see where it's going if you don't or if you do. That's kind of how the cards work and how predictions work. You have options. We have options. I have options. That's how I feel about the psychic work. It's an option. And uh, I love it. <laughs> I just happen to love my job. And the thing, you know, I got to thinking, did I ever have a calling ever in my life? Did I have a calling or did I feel like I had a purpose? No, I've never. Well, I had a calling. I, I got to say I did. It wasn't a magic. Well, it was, you know, it actually was a pretty magical moment, actually. It was freaking beautiful. 
it was probably one of the most beautiful moments of my life and I was alone. It all happened, you know, inside me. But when I was 16, I worked at Point Mallard in Decatur, Alabama. And that is a water park. And I I worked in the uh, concession stand as a cashier and I couldn't use the cash register. It kept messing up. It, 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 was, it was the register's fault, not mine. No, no, not mine. So my manager didn't like that too much. She didn't like me too much. She put me in the slush puppy booth that had no air conditioning and it was a little like four by four glass tin roofed <laughs> slush puppy booth. I mean, it was, oh, it was hot in there. I mean, and uh, I just sweat and sweat and drink slush puppy after slush puppy and just be sugared up. Um, and, uh, so, you know, I know I didn't want to do that for my life. That wasn't my calling. But what I did with the money was I bought myself a Casio keyboard and I was so stoked. Woo! I love that Casio keyboard, <laughs> but that's not what the story's about. The purpose, the feeling, the calling, something I'm supposed to do, something I kind of have to do. I feel compulsive about and at that time, uh, it was music when I, uh, well, it was about a year later when it was music. Um, my cousin passed away. If you've listened to the podcast, you've heard about when uh, he, I was 17, both my cousin and my grandmother died within a month of each other. And when my cousin passed away, he visited me, and that was my first spirit contact that I was aware of. I inherited his acoustic guitar, and I had just gotten that keyboard you know, maybe four months earlier, I played piano and I got a keyboard and I was having fun with the keyboard and the piano. I'd never written a song before though. And I got Andrew's guitar and I learned how to play it. I played in front of the whole school with three other women or young girls, young women, girls, we were 18, 17, I don't know. In front of the high school, my senior year in 20 days, I learned the song Closer to Fine by the Indigo Girls, which is a great metaphysical song <laughs> and a great jam. And um, we played it. I, I didn't play very well, but I did do it. It was very fun, but I was in love with the guitar. I picked it up. I could play it pretty, in my opinion, great when I got it. No, I couldn't. But it was pretty natural to me to like figure out what to do. But that led up to a certain moment that was like, I have a calling. I have a purpose. Maybe. Maybe. It was about maybe the third night I had Andrew's guitar, the acoustic Alvarez, and I was playing the D chord and I was learning the E minor chord and the D chord was hard and the E minor and the E minor and although, you know, if you play guitar, you know those, they're, they're, they're beginner's chords like the E minor and the A, mi A major and A minor and stuff like that. And um, so I was going through those and I was like, yeah, I'm going to play that on my keyboard and, and, and see what what it looks like on the keyboard and then look at it on the guitar and I sat down at the keyboard and I sat on the floor had it on the floor and I played the E minor on the guitar and then I played it on the keyboard and then in that moment like something just went I can't explain it I just suddenly understood music the way I do now I didn't before that moment so I think that was Andrew's gift to me. And I've talked about that before, metaphysical gifts that spirits give us when they leave. And that's, that's what I think he gave me was an ability to understand music, or at least the moment that, of clarity that came. By understand music, I don't know what I mean. To I can't explain that. But I sat after I it hit me that aha, I wrote a song on the keyboard, just like that. 
bam. And then I wrote another song on the guitar. You know, I just started songwriting and that's when I felt like I'd found what I was supposed to be doing with my life music. That's what I felt like I should be doing. And, um, I've let it go, you know, um, I went to audio school and, uh, love audio. And my first husband just kind of stomped my love of playing music out of me. He didn't really appreciate anything I contributed after a year or two of being in a band with him. And, and it was a guy's club, you know, and, and I was uh, not a guy in the guy's club. And, you know, so, but in Auburn when I was younger, but after that moment, the epiphany, when I went to Auburn, I was learned to songwrite and I played in punk rock bands. That's so much fun. It was like really what I was meant to do, it felt like. But then it just kind of faded after that first marriage and I came home and I started picking up my guitar again. Um, but then I started dating my second husband and we would play together sometimes. He plays music just like my first husband did. It, 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 he did it, you know, he just wasn't consistent with it and I lost interest again. I, it's not, it's like when I would play, he'd want to play with me, but we didn't play together very well often. Um, and I, there was never a time to play by yourself in that house. <laughs> so <laughs> um, it's just the way it was. And now I have this keyboard and a bass acoustic and uh, an acoustic guitar and an electric guitar and got my amp. Uh, I do something with it, but, and I've got programs. I know how to do it all from audio school. Got this program I'm making a podcast on. In fact, the song I use for the podcast usually in the beginning is a song I wrote um, called You Are Here. And I did this song, the seven song concept album called The Fairy Songs. Of course, they are called The Fairy Songs. Um, I put them on Reverb Nation under Lisa Resick Hazard. I think I put it up there when I was married to my second husband. Need to change that. <laughs> anyway, I, I haven't done anything with it. But with my boyfriend, Chris, we've been playing music and it's feeling, I can feel it coming back. That purpose, that feeling like this is it. This is what I do. But do you have to make a career with your purpose or your destiny or your favorite thing? Or it's not even a favorite thing. It's like, this is what I do. <laughs> I can't explain it. It just, I don't explain it. But I, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I think music and the concepts of music and how they work, how it works together and just hearing it and understanding it and building it together without reading music or having been taught music. I did have a music teacher who's very good, but I couldn't, I could not learn how to read music. I had, I think, yeah, some people have to start really young with that. And I tend to get numbers and stuff flipped around when I read them. Not letters, but numbers. And um, and the dots and stuff kind of flipped around on me. And I just could never read music. I can read, tab not tablature, but the little squares for the guitar stuff. If you're not a musician, this is really boring the crap out of you. But anyway, that's what I felt like was my, my purpose. And that's what I... I you know, and then writing after that, I felt like writing was, but it, it was something I always did. Writing felt kind of like the thing I'll always do. It's hard to explain. Because I, I was wrote in journals. I've been writing in journals since I was six, seven. I have that journal. <laughs> I found my journals the other night and I read about 1998 and 1999. That was interesting. Um, but I stopped writing in them a long time ago when life got interesting, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Too bad. Um listeners, do you feel like you have a calling? Have you ever had a moment of a calling that you can think back on? Maybe that was a calling or that was a calling or that was a purpose. That was something I felt. And can our callings change and evolve after we maybe achieved part of the calling? Maybe the music was to get me into life because I didn't really have any interests until I started loving music. I always loved music until I really loved it. 
So I really understood it until I really could produce it. I still can't perform very well, but I love writing songs. I love mixing music. I love playing with other people, playing music with other people. I love going to see live shows. I love dancing. I love live music. I love playing. I never listen to anything but music in my car. And commercials suck. That's just an aside. <laughs> um, I'm sorry for the ads I have to put in here. I do. I don't mind Everclears. I don't mind Spotify's. Actually, I kind of had fun with both. Uh, I loved. I had a lot of fun with the Spotify uh, ad. That's fun. I may change it up a little bit. Um, and I always love advertising for Everclear because they are a wonderful place to work. I love it there so much. And uh, while I'm talking about them, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, Everclear is our sponsor. And it's an advice app where you can get advice from psychics and empaths so you can get the clarity you need to create the life you deserve. Um, I'm an advisor named Lisa P, L-E-E-S-A, letter P, on there. And you can always click through to the website, www.weareallpsychic.com. And uh, click to Lisa's advisor services on Everclear, I think it says. If you're curious, um, and if you want to check out the music sometime, it's uh, like, I think I said, I'll put, I'll put a link to it in the description if you're curious. But what time, this is my homework for you guys. What time in your life did you feel like you knew something about yourself so true? It was undeniably spiritually part of your life path part of your existence, part of the reason you're here, or the very reason, the exact reason. At one time, I was pretty sure my destiny, if my actual destiny was fulfilled by raising my sons. And I'm like, well, maybe not. Maybe I got too much to do still. And then maybe it's just one of them. Maybe I got many more destinies still. And we talked in that podcast about free will and destiny, Misty and I. We kind of got to a point where we were thinking it was like, your free will is the way you create your destiny. And your destiny is kind of like not necessarily a physical location, a goal, a way, a, a place, you know, a state of mind or anything like that. I feel like it's more like evolving your soul, evolving my soul, evolving it in a direction to where I am more unique in the collective, I guess you could say. As is as, as, as like, I've kind of imagined souls are born and in what if if they if if they ever start or end, I kind of think they just are. <laughs> but let's say a soul starts, it would be like a blank slate, like a baby. They say, you know, blank slate. <laughs> and um, I feel like that would be where the destiny comes in. You know how the soul evolves from the free will's choices. And that's why we come to evolve our souls to the what uh, reason. I'm not sure. Why not? It's pretty fun when you start doing it. I think. I, I mean, fun. It's it's not just fun. It's it means something. It has value to me. It has value in the world around me. It has value to me to find out the deeper sides of things and mysteries, what my friends do, what they say and think about the mysteries. Um, I'm interested in everybody I meet and what is unique about them. So it makes sense to me that maybe one of the reasons we come here is to make ourselves more unique and learn these qualities and build them, create them out of our experiences in life. How do we react to things? How do we take action? And in those actions and, and in those choices and reactions, 
we'll have moments that just aren't reactions, aren't actions. It's just they're beautiful and they're timeless and they're out of time. Um, and I think those moments are when we know a little blip about reality, what's really going on with the mysteries. And we touch our soul with a reality so hard as my love for music and my passion for it as a life purpose of some sort. I don't know, what, I don't know how it is, except it just makes me dang happy. Oh, nothing like it makes me happy. Um, yeah. <laughs> so listeners, um, as always, thank you so much for listening and being a part of this podcast. If you want to be a guest, please email me at lisa at we'reallpsychic.com. We're looking, as always. Uh, Misty's very sick today. I couldn't, uh, I didn't want to bother her and ask her to do a podcast. Um, but uh, in personal news, I mean, this is pretty just a thought podcast, you know, about thoughts and stuff. But in personal news, I got a car. Pretty excited about that. Oh, it's a Rogue, a Nissan Rogue, just like Misty's. And, and so well, it's a different one, different year. It's not the same car. <laughs> this, that, would have, that would be a different podcast if we drove like the same car and we didn't have the car in the same place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the mind goes places. <laughs> but I love my car. That's where it needs to go. My mind needs to get in that car and go boom. So listeners, you have a great night, day, evening, afternoon. 2 a.m. Oh, I woke up. I can't go back to sleep. I'll listen to this and see if it'll put me to sleep. I hope it did. <laughs> and uh, peace out. Love you guys.